0: Welcome to the Warrior Women's Society, a podcast to teach you how to overcome your trauma, heal into your personal power, and release that warrior within you. Through psychology, mentorship, and coaching, we're going to teach you how to rewire your brain to take back your life. Now, here's your host, author of Out of the Shadows, founder of MORE, and master coach, Tanya Michelle. Welcome. Welcome, Brenda. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, My friend Brenda's with us today, you guys, and she's driven all the way in from Lloydminster. Are you on the Alberta side or the Saskatchewan side? Saskatchewan side. All the way from Saskatchewan. Joining us from Saskatchewan, you guys, on the Warrior Women's Society podcast, we have Brenda, my dear friend, and we're going to be talking today, you guys, about just some really important issues that you guys have seen us posting about a lot on Facebook, and we're just going to get into it a little bit. So thanks for joining us, Brenda. I'm excited to hear your story. Share. Like, I'm just going to zip my lips, and we're just going to let you talk, and you're going to share your story with us. Go for it. Okay. Thank you for having me. Um, I am
1: a survivor of domestic violence. Um, People will think that what I went through wasn't domestic violence because I was never physically assaulted. Uh, But I am... was f- emotionally, financially, uh, pressured sexually, um, have the children still, I've left that situation, but the children are still used as pawns
0: in trying to get divorced and trying and doing all that. So let's so, get into that a little bit. So how long were you in that relationship? How long have you been out of that relationship? Let's start there.
1: Okay, so I was, and it wasn't my first violent Okay.
0: relationship. So it, it, it was a pattern that I had to learn. Okay, let's talk about that. that. Let's talk about that. So back it up. Back it up for me. I want to talk about your first experience with any sort of domestic violence in your life, with boyfriends, husbands. I want to talk. Let's talk about it. When did it start? When did you know? I grew up in it. You grew up in it. Um, And my parents,
1: I hope they'll forgive me for talking about this, but I grew up in a household where my dad did better than what he was raised in and Mm. I know that and I did he did the best he could but my my parents were raised in households that were a little bit non-traditional and Mm. violent my grandfather abused my dad's father abused Mm. the kids uh, physically emotionally um my mom's father committed suicide when she was 16 and she was daddy's girl. So there was, you know, there was things that I witnessed my dad treat my mom, not the way I want to be treated mm-hmm. now, but I witnessed, I married my father. You did. Yeah. Um, my girl's dad, I didn't marry. We were common law.
0: Uh, How old are your children, Brenda? How how old are you, Brenda? (laughs) Okay, so I'm 46. Okay, 46. How Um, many children? I have four children. Four
1: children. Oldest one will be 22. Oh, God. 22 in August. Uh, My 19-year-old is here sitting in this name. We'll see how she is. She'll probably pipe in every once in a while. Um, And then I have my babies, who are 12 and 10. And uh, so i met my girl's dad after a relationship with an rcmp officer and their girl's dad so i went from being a really good girl yeah you know party and then i started partying and have, and i met their dad i met him in august <sighs> we moved in together in september and i was pregnant by october um I, you know, I was raised in a household. Doesn't matter how bad it was. If you had kids, you did what you did. You, you made it work because you're chill. You stayed, right? I was 12 weeks pregnant with Cassidy when he came home one day really, really drunk and he pushed me. And that was, I always had that limit. You don't put your hands on me or I'm like, I'm either going to kill you or Mm. we're gone. Good for you to have that that boundary. I had that personal boundary. I had called the cops to report it, but my mom had come over and talked me out of it. Uh, so I didn't report it, but we separated. So I was single, mom, I was pregnant, I was diagnosed. How old were you then? With, uh, she's 19, so I'm 46 at least. Yeah. I was 26 ish yeah. around. Okay, yeah, mid 20s. Um, I had placenta previa. I was okay. diagnosed a week after he left with uh, some bed rest. Yeah, done. Done, right? Mm. So here I am, a baby. She was a year old, just over a year old. Um, Bed rest and no income. So it was a really, really bad situation. And then at my daughter at three, my oldest daughter at three, disclosed inappropriate, some inappropriate behavior. Mm. Um, She started just... Dist- disclose some well she started to have inappropriate behavior before that um but she disclosed to a social worker some abuse Mm -hmm. and uh there was no contact order put in place between their biological father but so fight fight there was no physical evidence so he the no contact order was in place until was she she was three too young too young uh, um the no contact order was put in place Mm. until the police investigation was done and he didn't cooperate. He refused to do the lie detector test for four years. Of course. (sighs) So I had a no contact order in place, right? So which, which thankfully, but in that time I came to, um, Little Warriors here in Edmonton. Yes. Um, and we were—I was making weekly trips with my girls up here to a to counseling. from Saskatchewan. You were driving all, all the way I, up, yeah. yeah. Two and a half hours every Friday. Good. Mm-hmm. I was working night shift, um, so I'd get off work at seven in the morning. We would be in the on the road and up. Uh, it was. I'll, I was making sure my kids were okay, but at that point in time, I wasn't looking after me. No. And at that point in time, it wasn't a family thing once abuse was disclosed. It was look after the kids the rest of the family just kind of floundered right yeah yeah i have since learned that that is Mm. not necessarily the best way to go at it actually it was very flawed um because i didn't focus on me i didn't worry Mm. about me so i didn't heal and i took all the blame i chose that man to be the father i did this i did that and i did you know, I didn't always react appropriately. Mom guilt when, will always be there. Mom guilt will, will always be there. <laughs> I didn't act appropriately when she displayed, like when when, when actions were done that weren't appropriate. And I knew something was wrong. I had social child services. Our social worker told me um, that spreading her baby sister's legs, taking her diaper off, spreading her legs, and humping was a normal behavior between children going back and forth between kids i was told that mm. my lawyer told me until she came home ripped and torn mm-hmm. and had physical evidence i wasn't going to be able to stop wow. so the trauma of that mm. wasn't little it was no, huge. huge and i that weight and i felt alone because my parents blamed me i was the single mother i was the single mother of you know my but grandma, we're warrior women. the my grandmother told me I wasn't allowed to be around her bringing the bastard children into the family like I oh, was wow. those things that happened right so so sad so i was in a really really dark dark place and then when sierra was about 6 7 i guess i met my ex-husband and we dated for four and a half years It was, you know, after the first three months of, the first month of wooing, then three months into it, I can't be with you anymore. I, you know, I'm not ready, you know, blah, blah, blah. And went back and forth. And then I started to see somebody else and he didn't like it. So he came back and it was back and forth. And that's how he lured me. But I didn't want to be alone anymore. I didn't want that fight done. I was exhausted. I, I needed, I wanted somebody to save me. Not realizing the only person that can save me
0: is me. Oh, sister. Oh, sister. Right? Right? Like We're going to get into you, that. Yeah. Like, you, yeah. Can't,
1: you can't have anybody else in your life fixing you. It is me. It is my job. It so is-
0: what happened to have you have that realization? Like, oh my God, I have put myself on the back burner for so long. Like, it's time to heal myself and not um, just my children. So... I married
1: who I married. A uh, year into it, I well, I'll take take a step back. Okay. Um, I was 32 weeks pregnant when we got married. I had him, I had my first baby a month after we were married, and then six months in we went on our first family vacation. And that was not the first time I had silence treatment from him, but it was the first time as a married person had silent treatment we went and had a family sleepover like we stopped off we went out to bc to see his sister and we stayed in bath and every other time we'd gone to hotels my girls were made to sleep on the couch like the full pull, up, pull yeah. out couch. and i asked his girls i didn't ask him first i asked oh his he girls, has other children he had older girls oh okay so There's it was just a, a very his, blended family very blended. very blended okay uh, um I asked his girls if they would sleep on the couch because my girls had always been. And he had pissed him off. Like, instant jaw clutch, no, just, right? Yes. And my baby, like, William, my baby, I had him in January, so this is July. Mm. So he's six months old. Um, this isn't easy for me to talk about or to admit, but I'm going to... Because I believe that what we're doing is Lord, helping we're other people. we're doing
0: powerful sisters you're safe here
1: so he wouldn't talk to me didn't talk to Mm -hmm. me so the next morning like we got in so he didn't talk to me all night quiet the next morning I go in and have a bath and he comes in I go what is going on you have no business telling my children where they can sleep until you're paying for this or anything you have no say in nothing I don't know how to tell you what that felt like. It was probably the biggest... If he could have punched me in the gut, That's I probably would have been better. Yeah. Right. Um, I felt like nothing, literally nothing. So I had no, he didn't talk to me again after. It was two days in and I tried, I phoned my parents and said, I I borrow money to get home because I'm on EI now, yeah, right? Like here. I'm, I'm in the middle of BC. How the hell do I get home? I found out how much it was to get me and the girls back home on Greyhound. My parents couldn't help me. I can't go, so I'm yeah. stuck there. So now what do I do?
2: I got pregnant with David that week, cause I paid for that. Trip. Yeah,
0: you paid for that trip,
1: and that harm me emotionally like you wouldn't believe so in my brain i'm telling myself i prostituted myself in order to do what i needed to do to provide survival
0: survival sister
1: i had to anyway um i'm pregnant with my second child can't go back to work because i am on bed rest again all my pregnancies were rough because of stress right David's pregnancy, like my my youngest one, my pregnancy with him was really, really rough because it was a lot of stress. Like that's how it started out. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point in time, we weren't even living together. We we had two separate households. I started cleaning his house in order to get us to be able to move out there. It took my girlfriend and I 82 hours. So 164 hours Mm -hmm. to clean under 900 square feet of house in order to get it clean enough for us to get... We moved the fridge. There was two and a half inches of seeds and mouse shit underneath the fridge. It was beyond filthy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pregnant. And I got, because I'm doing too much work, I get put on bed rest. David was born in April. But in January, I get this phone call saying, I've got something to show you. I've got it, you know, whatever. So he brings home these documents. He said, I just came from the courthouse. And I went. For what? So he shows me the paperwork. <laughs> the man has been charged for failing to file income tax. Second conviction. And lo and behold, the first conviction is a month before we were married, and I didn't know. I asked what him. What does so- he do for a living? He owns his own business and he farms. So I didn't know. I didn't know. Mm. My brother is a cop. I was, in, I was in a really serious relationship with an RCMP officer. If anybody who knows me, I'm pretty fucking straight laced. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. pardon the language, but I am straight laced. I, I walk a very straight line, and I don't vary from it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I at at, at this point in time, I haven't been working. And I'm financially dependent on this man, and I
0: have no access to anything. Yes, if, so no bank cards, no credit cards, no If I nothing. need pads, menstrual products, yeah.
1: I yeah. have to ask him for money, or he is there buying groceries. I do not have access to anything.
0: We live 45 minutes out of town. I have, like... I I'm no so glad way we're talking about this day because you know what? There are a lot of women that are still living like this right now. I know it's called financial abuse. Nobody mm-hmm.
1: thinks about it. Nobody understands that it.
0: It's there are control. lots of women trapped in situations you feeling literally like they can't. have nowhere to go. You
1: can't because you know what? I I actually, and um, we'll get to that. I'll uh, I'll wait. I'll get to that later. Um. So here I am. My husband's been charged for a, sec- a crime for the second time. They want to put him away for 18 months.
0: How much money did he owe in taxes? Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my. We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> you want to it. talk about
1: financial abuse? Well, I'll show you. I'm going to Ouch. tell you about financial abuse. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, so I find him, not him, I find him a criminal lawyer. Because he couldn't. He wouldn't do it. He buries his head in the sand. He says, I'm an ostrich. Bury my head and said, let's, you know, whatever. It's just failing. I haven't filed taxes. It's not a big deal, right? So we get him a lawyer, all that. That starts. And then CRA does an audit. Because it's income tax. You haven't filed it. Mm -hmm.
0: They're going to do an audit. They're going to check your books. They want to see what's going on.
1: Yeah. Okay. So here we go.
0: And you're married I'm, at this point.
1: I, we are married at this point.
0: And you've done your taxes? I've
1: done my taxes. Yep. yep. I've done my taxes. Yep. I now start doing his. <laughs> get everything caught up. I did four years of back taxes that yep. needed to get done. Got all that stuff filed. The audit shows he owes $600,000.
0: Ouch. And only now, 18 months in prison?
1: Six hundred thousand dollars.
0: That's including fines
1: and yeah, yeah, the payments written. and
0: all of that stuff. Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm told I'm legally responsible for half of it because we are married. Ouch! But you don't have income. What the fuck do you do?
0: Four kids. Four kids. So now you have no income. You have four children. You have tax. CRA don't up your butt, and he's not dealing with
1: them. They phone of course, and talk so to they're me. dealing
0: with you, and they're coming after you for three hundred thousand dollars. So I find another lawyer to fight the CRA. Yeah, oh.
1: we got the CRA bill down to three hundred thousand, but still, where the fuck am I coming? from? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm stuck. I'm really, really stuck. And by this time, my daughter is getting treated like shit. This time, by this time, the silent treatment, we all are walking on eggshells. Yeah, everybody is. My one daughter, he he parents like this. One child in each group is his favorite, and the other one can't do anything right. Mm -hmm. (sighs) I'm sending my daughter to my parents' house in the summertime so she doesn't have to live with him. And get abused because I couldn't do anything different. And I'm stuck, and my kids, my older kids are getting pissed off because they're seeing this. And mom's not doing anything. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. I get a hold of the interval home in Lloyd to try and find a way to get out. I'm not being physically abused,
2: so I'm not top priority. Mm.
0: Because there are people that are actually, their lives are in danger. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But your kids were being abused, but their lives aren't in danger, cause. Yeah, see, this is this is our system, right? <laughs> so I'm stuck. Yeah, I'm. St- I have you're never. You're that felt- gray area. You're, and that's. I'm glad we're talking, touching on it because Just, yeah. it is a very gray area. You're not an abused woman per se, because you're not being punched out. But I am abused. But you it are an abused woman. every
1: step of the way. But when you're
0: looking for support, or you're looking for, for programming, programs. or you're looking for funding and all of these things. It's not severe enough. It's not severe enough. So how long did you have to stay? We were married for six years. Six years so you stayed.
1: I had, well, and I it took me... So I drove school bus thinking that that would, you know, I could put some money and then I'm still at home with the kids, right? Yeah. It wasn't enough. And then as soon as I started making money, he he uh, stopped paying bills. Of course. So, the January before I left, I'm like, I gotta do something. At By this point in time, I had met a lady named Shannon Lee.
0: I was about to say, somebody came into your life and lit a fire under your butt because that's what usually happens. I had
1: met a few people, actually, mm-hmm. that had yep. joined me, but it's all energy healing. So, I
0: got my Reiki course. Okay, so back up a bit. So, let's talk about, heat. Let, get into that. So, We've talked about the husband. We know that he was a... What do we call him?
2: Dipshit. A dipshit.
0: Okay. So we know that his nickname is Dipshit. So we've got ex husbands fine, all oh, is dandy. You're out of there. The kids are out of there. No, I started this before I left him. You started your healing before. So I started... That's how I actually... How did to. you know that that was something you needed to do? So let's get into that because... Okay. We all know women that are struggling. We all know women oh, yeah. that are living these sorts of situations let's talk about the warrior within that okay. woman that comes alive and says i'm not going to live like that anymore so when it's so dark and you have
1: nowhere else to
0: go and i have family and
1: i have family that i love and that love me and i know that but they financially couldn't help me i had to pull out i had to i had to take a deep breath at one point in time and one of my i I was. I've always been interested in mediumship and in all this stuff, and I started going to see John Edwards. Do you remember yep. him? Yeah, oh, I, I, I remember him. I John saw Edwards. him four times in Saskatoon live. Oh, so the last <laughs> time I, t- I went to him, something really freaky happened. And I mean, I. You're told to turn off your phones when you go into this into these yeah, yeah, readings, right? So yeah. I turned my phone off. It started to ring. I looked at it. I'm like, okay, fine. I said to the person beside me, I'm shutting it off. And she said, Yep, yeah, it powered off. Yep. It rang again. Yep. I pulled the battery out of it.
0: Come on. And it <laughs> rang
1: again. Now, at one point in time, I had, in my desperation, put an application into the Dr. Phil show. Guess who was on that phone? Come on. Roger, my ex wouldn't do the Dr. Yeah, Phil yeah, show yeah. with us. But it was them. They were willing to get us our passports and fly us out. They were going to help. And I'm like thinking to myself, huh, if somebody like that is willing to do this, then that... And it happened in an energy healing place. Mm-hmm. So I've thought, okay. So I met, I met a couple other ladies along the way, Liz DeDrucette and Lloyd Minster, who owns Serenity Healing. Mm-hmm. I, I met her and we did a few readings. Um, Bonnie Worth at Lloyd Minster. But Shannon is the girl that I did a course online with. Um. I will never be able to say thank you enough for that lady mm-hmm. in my life because she, I did a program with her, I scraped away the money. Right. My ex never knew how much, like I, I did a six month course with her. While still married to your husband.
0: While still married to her. I love I, that, I love that, I love that. It. I I love I did what I had to do. I don't think people understand when I, because I, I, I I try to explain to people and even when I was trying to leave my abuser and I would sit with my mom and I would say, okay, like you don't understand. Do you know what I mean? Like if anything bad happens to me or like I planned for six months before it was a plan. There was a game plan. Yeah. It wasn't something that just happened immediately. It it couldn't happen that way because I would have died. I knew that in that moment. Uh, Yeah. It had to be planned. So good for you for being able to recognize so, that and, and investing in yourself and your yeah. healing. To know in order to take that next step, you needed to do that. So once I was done that, I knew that I needed to get out. So I
1: had to make a plan because I had no like, I mean, four kids, guys. Like, yeah, four kids. Four kids and mom. no income. Yeah. Like, so tell, us, us, what driver, tell no, us what to do. Tell us what to do. Plus driver income. So I looked. I lived in. I live in oil field country. So I got a dispatch job. Perfect. Yep. Yeah. Good money coming in. So I started socking away. He stopped paying bills. But I kept on. I was making nothing. Kept out, yeah. And I opened up my own account, and that check went in there, and he had no access, no access to it. it. Yeah. I got that job in January. In May, when he came, like he used to do ice rope trucking. When he came back, he accused me of cheating on him, which I, he accused me of cheating on him because I went to work a half an hour. I took the kids to school in the morning. My my shift started at 11 o'clock. I took the kids to school at 8.30. Went into Lloyd. Got myself a coffee. and Went to work. I was usually there about 10. Right. But because I was going early, I had to been cheating. And then I was timed when I got home. Yes. And he's actually got it in his affidavit about me being late. Because it only takes 45 minutes. Yeah, he times you. He timed me. He
2: like, like being controls. late. I have
1: a curfew? Like... Like
0: I know yeah. I uh,
1: the control was unbelievable, yeah. and it got really, really bad for the kids at this point in so time, you've been like, gone how long now uh, six long? years you've been away from him for six years, I'm not divorced yet because he won't provide financials. <laughs> he hasn't done his income tax since I did
0: them last in twenty twelve
2: <laughs>
0: so still married, but have been away for six years, still having to deal with him and Still have children that... Go back and forth and that have to deal Mm. with
1: the abuse that's going on with that.
0: Because he is now using the children as a pawn. Of course. Well, the kids are... So, your healing started six months before you left, yeah? Six months,
1: a year before I left, yeah. Okay. Because I started... I realized that I wasn't happy. See, something that happened really bad when. I had no patience for my children. I was not the parent I wanted to be. I was not the person. No, you are a broken woman. I was not.
0: And you were just broken. I
1: just didn't. So I had to take a step back, even though it was everything that I've grown up. It's what I was used to. It was how I was. I didn't want that anymore for me and for my children. And it was more for my children because my whole life has been my
0: kids. So now you speak out about domestic violence. And I, I mean, that is, that is your, you use yes. you use social media as your platform. Right. You speak out about domestic violence. How long has that been? How, how long have you been that voice? When did you get ena- When did when you I find started, the courage to do
1: that? When I joined up with Unique.
0: When you joined your marketing uh, business.
1: Uh, my home marketing business and I started having to do lives. And then about six months into it, I just started, you know, if I want to make this, I have to be honest. Yeah. So I tell my story. This you is tell me. Your story. and yes. um, I have met people all over the world that. This have is what I yeah. Me. So
0: let's get into it. So you you talk about your 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 story. You share it with people, and you're very open. You're very honest about it. It's like me, very just shoot from the hip. Yeah, I love that. So that's your way of inspiring other women to do the same. And I'm so glad that people are talking about it, and yeah. I, it just makes it very real. Like when you and I can have this conversation right now, yeah. and people are going to listen to this. And it's going to be very real because there are women that right now are sitting at home with no bank card and no access to funds. And they feel like they're not an abused woman, but yet they feel trapped. And are they an abused woman? Like, it's where you start to question your own sanity even. Like, am I being abused or Um, am I not? Right?
1: And then I was starting to be, not that I... I was starting to be almost abusive with my children because I had no control like it was well, it was not course. it was not who I wanted to be and I realized and as soon as I realized that and that I realized that I am not I felt so freaking alone I felt so I mean everywhere I turned it's not serious enough it's not bad enough it's not the blah 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 when you go to these places and yet I know what I lived I know what How my children live. Yeah. I know that is not right. right. I know this is not okay. And well, I, know I I'm think, not but, Okay,
0: so, and, and speaking on that, so you and I earlier, before we even started recording, we were talking about ACE scores and mm-hmm. um, adverse childhood experiences. And do you feel that your ACE score from your childhood played a part in, do you know what I mean? Like, Mm-hmm. we carry that trauma right mm-hmm. so even though you were not an abused woman in that situation you had been do you know what I mean like you had had situations that were not good
1: mm-hmm.
0: you'd grown up into a home that wasn't good it was like mine right like I had already been predisposed to all of that yep. even before I'd gotten to my final abuser where I was just done right like that trauma started, so I carried that with me. So even yeah. though you're in that situation, he's not punching you out, but he's taking your money and he's controlling you and he's timing you when you leave the house and he's Be- not kind to your and children. Silent and, right? There's and, all of these things yeah. happening. Even though the others around you, outside of that situation, to uh, from the outside looking in, you would say.
1: Actually I had friends right? I had friends mentioned to me because they witnessed the difference between how they he treated our two youngest ones. Right. And he
0: like But I like, think that's where you on. didn't get a lot of understanding is because that person, let's say that women's shelter or wherever, yeah. that counselor. Again, like we said earlier about people not talking about those A scores. Yeah. That they didn't even take that into consideration. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. here's a woman coming in at twenty-six or however you were thirty forty at that, at that time. time trying to escape what she feels is an abusive relationship and like you know it you feel it in your bones you you recognize the red flags you know that that is but they don't think about your past experience before him right do you know what i'm saying that leads you up to that so that it might not be abuse to them but it certainly is to you but you know what
1: it is abuse and they even told me it was abuse they told me Mm -hmm. it's abuse and
0: i mean it's just not severe enough. It
1: was not... Because they had people that were running yes, away for their lives. And I And they didn't have the room. They didn't have the funds. They didn't have the
0: means to help me. So let's... How did you break free? So um, what did you do? I had no how did you get out of that house and take your kids and go? Tell these women right now that are listening to us right now. Ten how minutes. did you get out? Ten it it took me 10 minutes because CRA, I had been working
1: with the collections officer. And I had told her that I had a, I had a house ready to move into. I told her the date they froze his accounts. He phoned me pissed like I was I so have angry. never been yeah. so, so ma- affair, afraid of yeah. Yeah. my life. Yeah. My was life was in danger. Yeah. 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 Well, so no. we had 20 minutes to get out of town cuz it took him 20 minute, 20 40 minutes to get there and it took me 20 minutes to get home. We literally 20 minutes the kid the girls packed the suitcases in the fort and we were gone. Exactly. So
0: and I tell every woman this, that I speak to and I speak to many is that eventually something happens and something just snaps in our brain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, it's like a switch. I'm not going to live like that anymore. Well, I, and it's like anything. Living with abuse, even quitting smoking. Something just, it's like Tony Robbins. He's yeah. always one that says there's a switch. It's like a switch goes off. And all of a sudden you decide that is not, I'm not dealing with that anymore. I'm setting a boundary there. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. So in 20 minutes, you're gone, done, out.
1: Yep. It was, Hooray. It was scary. It was it was really scary. But of I knew it was. I knew my life was in danger. There was no question in my mind and with that I didn't know how safe my girls were gonna be. Right. The boys I knew he wouldn't hurt.
0: Because they were his. But the
1: girls I wasn't sure of. And I knew I didn't I could honestly if he if I'd been there when he'd gotten home. I wouldn't have been able to walk out. No, I would have been not. Yeah, I would have been hurt.
0: That would have been it. There would have been physical abuse at that point. There, that would have. That, been. that would have been the threshold, and then that would have, if you would have stayed. Yeah, uh, there's no question that's in it. my
1: mind. It's it once
0: was, once he had done that one, that's it, right? Yeah. And then that frustration and financial, right? Finances and it's money and. It causes people to just...
1: And when I when I actually ended up talking to the CRA agent, she said, I'm sorry. I said, I never even thought about calling her. Because she actually, the CRA agent, actually helped helped me
0: plan Amen. to leave safely. Man.
1: I had professionals in my life yeah. that were supposed to be working for him that helped me. But that me, recognized what that was helped, going on. Yeah. Um, our CRA lawyer that helped with the yeah. CRA to get it down from 600000 actually gave me names for divorce lawyers. Wow. I, have, <laughs> wow. I had the accountant that was hired in order to, for our side of the audit part, looked at me and said, you are smarter than what the mess you've got yourself in.
0: You need Completely. to figure you out. You need to go. Yeah, you need to figure it out and you need to go. So here you are now at 46. I'm still are you str- healed?
1: I, no, that's a da- that's a daily thing. <laughs> yeah, like you yeah. never healed. No. What I have learned is I can stand strong in my boundaries because I I sent you pictures of the yeah. stat of I sent you photos of the of the text messages that he's still trying to control me still <laughs> trying to do all this stuff and I'm standing firm in my boundaries and saying no. No.
0: <laughs> well, I think when we when we finally realize that we are totally in control of ourselves and yep. what we feel and what we think and even like everything even when i'm angry that's on me I mean, yeah it's i don't uh, care right and i know now i know i have control over that so my ex-husband used to get me so fired up man i would smash my phone off the counter till the phone was broken you'd get so angry yeah and my poor kids would be there do you know what i mean yep. they would, you'd just be so frustrated and so angry and he knew exactly what to say to get me yep. fired up then when i started to do my my work, my spiritual work, my inner work. It's it was so, I don't play into that anymore. So here's yeah.
1: the thing that I have found the most powerful. So give it. That's what I want. By giving into your emotions and letting those fears or letting other people's opinions yes, dictate how you react or mm. whatever. You are giving away your power. I am the only I And I tell this to my kids now, I tell this to my boys, what I say and do is me. What others say and do is you. Nobody else is in my brain pulling those little cords going, do this, do this, do this. Nobody else is my puppet. It is me. Mm. I can make my life the way I want it to be. Is it there yet? Hell no. Mm. But it will be. Mm. I am now in a... I am now in a relationship with a man who is going to
0: like. I want to which just clearly we're going to talk about after this podcast because I am not in the loop. And <laughs> yeah. I um,
1: I want to start doing public speaking and doing some. Do of this, it, girl. Right. We're doing um, it. You're doing it right now. And he's in. My, he's the first one in to the, support you. He's my cheering. Squad. Yeah, he's like telling me like oh, you I know see. like I see
0: him, sister. I see him commenting on your stuff. I see him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's um. I mean, and he finds.
0: And the kids? They love them. So that's good. So let's talk about your girls. Okay. So the girls are older, so they, they were older. They were they were able to witness mom unhappy. They were on, able okay. to witness mom.
1: They were, they they were, were on used. the
0: receiving end of that. So how are, you know what I mean? What, and, and maybe your daughter can talk about that now because she's sitting here with us.
2: <laughs>
0: you know, here you are a teenager. What grade are you in?
2: I'm my second year of university.
0: Second year of university. You're right. Not a kid anymore. It's the second year (laughs) of university, but still a kid.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Still a kid.
0: (laughs) Second year of university. And how have you struggled? Tell me how, because we all carry our mother's baggage. Yeah.
2: It's been hard. I actually, I got into a relationship (laughs) with a narcissist. Um, He was a lot like Roger, uh, my mom's ex. Okay. Yeah. Dipshit
0: um yeah we'll just call him that yeah <laughs> we won't give him a name we'll just call him dipshit <laughs> um, yeah,
2: he, was, he was a lot like him and tried to make me change and tried to control me and thankfully it took me a lot less long to recognize, to, to recognize that it and to get out of the relationship uh i still i i see him all the time we go to the same school we have the mm. same friend group so it's very difficult um and actually that trauma of growing up with dipshit. Yeah, um, let's talk about it from a kid's perspective. What was that like for you? It was really hard. You know, I spent my whole childhood trying uh, to get somebody to love me, you know, cause like my mom said, she began to distance herself from us and mm-hmm. um, I wasn't the favorite so I got the brunt that's oh, how you of felt the, yeah. you felt you weren't the favorite yeah and well from other yeah. dipshits you know yeah, yeah. Um, I was grounded a lot I was never really allowed friends over I wasn't allowed to do anything I was a bookworm I stayed in my room I didn't communicate I didn't have a relationship with anybody, anybody. in my family until I I'm so glad you're sitting here too because you know what
0: a lot of kids today live like that yeah. a lot of kids have been predisposed to violence and addiction and mental health and all of the things Mm -hmm. and it's important because you guys, when you're young it's not like it's not talked about like it should be it's not, I mean it sure is now I mean with the internet and you know all these wonderful, and the Me Too movement all these things and people are talking so much but to hear it from your perspective, so what was it like to walk on eggshells?
2: It was hard. It was you know, so. Hard. You know
0: what I mean, like that little girl that, that the night you flee. Like, what is that like for that
2: little girl? It was, uh, it was a lot. It was really hard. It was really scary. Um, Do you I think that was the best thing your mom did? Leaving one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like looking back, we've only been growing and only yeah. been improving. I'm so proud of your mom. I'm. Beyond proud of the woman that she is yeah. and that she's becoming. And I'm so grateful that we have the relationship we do now because she's honestly my best friend. Oh my god, I <laughs> <at> you guys. <laughs> oh I, my god. I like, I, I honestly like, I, I held the biggest grudge against my mom Yeah. for the longest time. My grade 12 year, a year, a week, th- three weeks before my graduation, I ran away from home. Um, yeah, because I was just I was so angry, and that was when my mom first started dating. She was dating her ex. Yeah, that she was I, dating
0: again, and she was yeah living yeah. her life. And yeah.
2: I just I was I was so angry because I honestly I don't even know. My... So what do
0: you do to heal that? As a kid, as somebody, as a teenager, as a young adult in university, what do you do now to heal your soul and to make sure that you're not carrying that baggage? with you into the next relationship or into you know what I mean when you decide to have children what do you do right now to heal yourself
2: I honestly um I keep my mom's words in my head all the time that nobody else is in control of how you deal with things in your life except for you you have to make those steps you have to make that choice and that commitment because it is it's a commitment you can't just pick one day and be like oh no today it's gonna be okay you know like it. And it's hard. Like you have What to are you taking put... in school? I'm a Bachelor of Science Bachelor student of with, Science. with a major in biology. Major in biology. I'm yeah. gonna
1: just step in for a Are sure you now. okay, Mom? Um something I need to say that I'm extremely proud of her and she knows this. This girl took the initiative this past yeah. fall to seek trauma counseling. Because the University of Alberta being one of the top five yes. universities yes. in Canada each of the top—that's where you go to school. Yeah, the uni- um, yeah. each of the top five ca- um universities in Canada have trauma counselors just because yes. of the rate. Of course they do. Thing. Of course they do. Um, mm-hmm. and Sierra or Cassidy here, yeah, sought out a trauma Cassie counselor went and talked to her, and she did some really Good
2: intense you. work. It's scary, right? It it was. It, I did. <laughs> So much more crying in those sessions than I could. Uh, Kathy, I think
0: you and I are oh going to need to do a podcast. Just so you, <laughs> like seriously. And to to address some issues for our kids, for our young yeah. adults. Because you know what? You're not alone in that. Yeah, no. But to, you're wise, eh? Because your mom's made you wise. and yeah. And that's really great. Because how old are you?
2: I'm turning 20 at the end of April. 20 years old. Yeah.
0: So, at 20 years old, for you to sit here with me today and have this conversation, you're wise beyond your years, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And that's good because Mm -hmm. then you get to inspire others around you and you get to see other women that are struggling and other young girls that are where you'll recognize struggle, whether it's mental illness, whether it's domestic violence, whether all of the things.
2: Exactly. And you know, I've kind of started um, just trying to be a positive. Like light at the end of a dark tunnel my social media if you go onto my instagram it's all these positive quotes like you're beautiful like no matter what people say because you know i experienced that trauma of growing up with a narcissistic abuser and then i actually became a survivor of sexual assault myself okay so i i've had a range of different traumas within my life you know i didn't know my biological father. The only father figure that I did have made it very well known to me that he did not that like he me. Didn't like you. He didn't yeah. want me to be a part of his life. He made it very clear to me. Um, and then with the sexual assault, I just.
0: How old were you when that
2: happened? It was just this past summer. I was oh, I was nineteen. Summer. Yeah. Uh, That's which, cool. Uh, no, actually, I was back home. It was somebody that. Was introduced to me through my sister. Oh, okay. Um, which is why I seeked out the counseling Good this fall. Because it got to the point where I couldn't even hang out with my friends wow. without having anxiety attacks, just from them looking at me. You know, and my whole life I've been, I surround myself with guy friends because there's less drama. <laughs> yeah.
0: My best friends are men.
2: Yeah. Yeah. like it's just I, I don't like dealing with the drama that is associated within girl cliques. I'm of not course. even gonna t- say groups. Yeah, yeah, like, they're cliques. There are 100 percent. Absolutely there. And I was just I didn't want to deal with it and. So I, I needed that counseling in order. And it's helped. It and it's has. good and
0: you're feeling better and powerful now.
2: Yeah, and you know what? My days, even though like I go to school and I see the ex that tried to change yep. me, I look at him, I smile, and I'm like, How are you doing? Good. I'm over here, I'm perfect, yeah, We're happy, we're good. I'm living my best. So life.
0: what here's a question for the two of you then. What do you do every day to keep your mind right? I start and end my day Let's with run. gratitude okay so what do you do
1: you wake up in the
2: morning the first thing out, what do, do you do
1: first thing i do before i even get out of bed is well now i started out with like and i say this on my podcast every, or my lives every day minimum of three things that i'm grateful for yes whether it's just being able to breathe because yes, you're in moment. that moment right they right, right, this moment if yeah. that's all it is that's all you got that's, that's all, okay that's fine yeah. but it's i've that's how I start and end my day is gratitudes. I now have a thing where it's a minimum of 10.
0: Excellent. And I
1: say it in my mind. Sometimes I say it out loud. Excellent. But it's before my feet hit the ground, I am laying on my back still with my eyes up at the ceiling to
0: yep. thank you for this, 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 and this. Cassidy, what about you? What do you do? Start I your day.
2: To keep your mind right. up. And I put on my favorite, most empowering song that I have. Do you? I play, like, yeah. Honestly. And you play music.
0: Yeah. A lot of people with music. So music is it for you?
2: Yeah, and which actually, I used to be a dancer, so like, yeah. Yeah, so it's music. Yeah. yeah, and I tell myself I'm beautiful. I look at myself in the in the mirror, and I sit there, and I'm like, you know what? You're gorgeous. You're beautiful. You got this. You know.
0: If you could. Tell me the best advice you've ever gotten. What's the best advice you've ever gotten?
2: Um, you okay. can
0: mull that over too, Brenda. What's the best advice you've ever received?
2: Um, when dealing with
0: what we're talking about, like best advice you've ever received when dealing with healing, when dealing with trauma, when dealing with the stuff we're talking about right now, best advice you've ever received?
1: I am enough.
0: Good. Ooh, that gave me goosebumps. Yes. That's good.
2: That, that and you know uh, if you need to cry 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 let it out it's, yeah. okay, to it's be, okay
1: it's okay, okay to it's okay to not be okay
2: yeah it's okay yeah.
1: everybody has yeah. everybody has those bad moments but you know you got to realize that I am enough yeah I am enough to be confident I am enough to be loved I am enough
0: to be giving i am enough to be compassionate i'm enough to be i'm just so excited for what's coming i'm excited for i know you've got a bunch of stuff coming down the pipe it's coming i know we're gonna hear all about it i'm excited for you because you're young and you're just like a university and just the world you're right you can do anything anything the world is your oyster sister mm-hmm. right so i'm just so proud i'm proud of you and that's you know like 20 years old and you've Better to do it now in your 20s than be like me and your mom in our 40s trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Trust, it'll save you 20 years of pain, 20 years of anxiety and stress. It really will. And
1: 20 years of feeling like you aren't worth...
0: Yes. ...a piece of shit, actually. That, yes. that
1: you aren't worth
0: dignity and respect. Dude, I wasn't even worth heat. So, you know, that was that was my... Right, it was heat. Mm-hmm. It was the heat bill. It—that's it, my first memory of not being enough. Yeah, yeah. Was the heat bill, and that little girl that felt like she wasn't even worth being kept warm.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: it starts there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, we've talked about some really cool and heavy stuff. Like, And yeah. um, we're gonna do it again. Like, this is just the tip <laughs> of the iceberg. I don't even know how long we've been on. Oh my gosh. Tell me, it's been a while. Forty-seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Not that bad. Not even that bad. Oh my god. Okay. So forty-seven minutes. Not that bad. Anything else you'd like to say? Anything else? If you could say one thing to the women listening to this podcast right now, you that are. let's do it. And you've already said you are enough. What is it?
1: You are never alone.
0: You're not alone. Ever.
1: You're and you don't be afraid to reach out. Don't no. be afraid to reach out. On the other reaching. side of
0: fear is the happiness that we've all been wanting. And Mm -hmm. I think that we stay trapped in fear and it keeps us stuck in our heads. And if you're in your head, you're dead. That's my, that's my advice. Stay out of your head. If you're in your head, you're dead.
2: Honestly. Right? If you're not
0: growing, you're dying. Mm -hmm. So do something to grow each and every Every day. day. And do the things that scare the living crap out of you.
1: Mm -hmm. Like this for me.
0: Me too. <laughs> Every single day, do things that scare the living Slide. crap out of you. That's my advice. Do the things that scare you. Do the things that make your palms sweat. Parents, do the things that make your palms sweat because that's where growth happens. Step out of your comfort zone. But honestly, the first step is, for me, Yes. ask for help. Tell. Say something. Yeah. Yep. Say something, right? Like that's, that's the biggest piece, I think, is to just... Know that yeah. you're not the only person in that situation, and there is there are people waiting to help you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Are you honestly, the thing that I found the most essence sharing my story. Yes. Since my truth is hearing from people saying thank you because I didn't
0: realize. And and, and before we scared. end, let's talk about. So how long you and I have known each other? How long? How long do you figure when you think about how long have we? When? When did our paths cross? About what did year, that look like for you?
1: About 16, about 18 months ago, a year and
0: a half. When I wrote my book? Before that.
1: Um, I don't even know. you have to tell
0: me. It's always cool to ask, right? right? It's an interesting It was,
1: it, it's through Facebook. Through Facebook. Um,
0: so it just goes to show you, you can have really awesome relationships with your people on Facebook.
1: Right. Oh yeah, social media is not. <laughs> um, When I actually was one of, probably one of the first people that bought your book, I think. I think Maybe. I was probably one of the first people. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I. Was it thought, a pre-order? I can't remember. I can't remember. It. I can't I think remember. It, it had to have been. I think it was. I remember you talking about and it. And I just, and then I just kind of chanced it and fe- messaged you. And uh, I stepped out of my comfort yeah. zone and started messaging you. And we started talking. Um,
0: Yeah. And here we are. and we're not done yet we're not done yet it's only just the beginning right so like awesome and I know that this scared the living crap out of you today and I seen your little post saying I'm about to do something I might poop my pants but if it doesn't make you want to poop your pants it's not scary enough (laughs) I
1: want to change the world I want to change I want people to understand that what I went through
0: is abuse well sister we are warrior women Yeah, and we are made for more and I've been saying that now for Two years, (laughs) really loud, to say that that, we're made for more. And that's what we're going to do. And that's what we're going to do with Warrior Women. And that's what you guys are going to see a bunch of it. And we've just got some really cool stuff coming. And I think the work that we're going to do for domestic violence and for children surviving trauma and for human trafficking and all of the things that... Because our country is in need of some serious... The women in our country are really... I mean, that's a, whole other, that's a whole other podcast. We need some serious changes, yeah. We, we definitely do. So thank you guys so much for coming and spending some time. Thank and now know. we're going to get off here and talk about the boyfriend because I have not been updated, and I really need to know what the heck is going on. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for having us. Ooh, yeah. Yes, thank you so Thanks right. for coming, you guys. Just love your faces. <laughs>